Welcome to another edition of The Power of Words with me, your host, Kevin Treasure, author of The Power of Words and Winner's Mentality. Our aim is to help people win in life through the power of their words. You are born to win. Church, as I had my hands lifted, I felt something in the palm of my hands. Oh my God, as I had my hands lifted in worship, it's like I felt something in the palm of my hands. Wherever you are, just receive healing, receive deliverance, receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Receive it now in the precious name of Jesus. God, we just honor you and bless you. Amen. If you are on the prayer line, just put your phone on mute so I cannot hear you shout hallelujah, amen. So we give God forward, give God the praise, amen, as we go forward in the precious name of Jesus. Put yourself on mute if you're on the prayer line, amen. And we go forward and we welcome those on Facebook. I welcome again my bishop and the pastors and the ministers, amen. All those all over the world that are doing the work of God, amen. I thank God because he has given us the communication tools, amen, that we can take the gospel anywhere and everyone can see the gospel everywhere, amen. So we give God thanks and praise, amen. God gave me a word in a week and I had to put it on just for a little five minutes, but I want to continue with the word, amen. I won't be long with you, but don't believe preachers when they say that because when they say they won't be long with you, that means it could be two hours, amen. But I'm not going to keep you two hours so do not turn off amen we're going to turn our bibles amen you're coming out of power isolation is preparation i don't care where you are everybody they're saying is isolation they're telling people at the time you can't go here can't go there you can go out for a joke you can go out to get shopping but you can't see your friends you can't see your family and if you do you have to stand two meters away we're in a time where they're causing people to be separated let me tell you something now the gospel doesn't separate the gospel brings people together it brings black it brings white it brings rich it brings poor it doesn't matter what the number nation you are the gospel brings people together amen? amen jesus is bringing people together on the day of pentecost he was bringing people together so jesus is interested in bringing people together amen and many people have to isolate and many people at this time are feeling lonely and many people are going through a situation that they may never even felt before some people are maybe feeling imprisoned and some people there's a prison that may be in your prison in your house but some people are feeling imprisoned in their minds and i'm here to loose you this morning in the name of jesus the power of god is here to loose you this morning concerning whatever you are going through. The Bible says, and be reminded, and we know that all things are working together for good for them that love the Lord and those are called according to his purpose. You've been called, there is a purpose on your life and it is working together for your good. Don't let your situation break you, make it make you. Amen. Don't let this situation break you. Make it make you. Listen to me. You're built of a substance. Listen to me. They cannot break you. The Bible says we have the greater one living inside of us. The Bible says greater is he that is in you living in you than he that is in the world so whatever the world may bring it's not greater than who's living it within come on man i just said something my children would say dad you're rhyming accidentally but let me tell you something now you have the greater one living inside of you and i just said isolation is preparation and god is preparing some people he's preparing some housewife he's preparing some children he's preparing some lay people he's preparing some ushers he's preparing some worship leaders he's preparing some people that are sitting in the pews sitting in their homes praying and fasting and seeking his face God is preparing some people for a great work that he's about to do in the earth because God is calling some people and he has some people hidden he has some people on the backside of the desert he has some people in caves he has some people in the wilderness he has some people in isolation even at this moment that the world has not seen as yet but he's filling them with power he's filling them with his word he's getting some people in the place where man cannot see them he's getting them in a place where they're not scared of man's opinion we're not scared of what man will say about them that they're just listening to the voice of God and they want to please God. God has some people tucked away in isolation. Mm-hmm. 
in a place with God. And wherever you are, listen, don't, listen to me. I heard that Netflix is making money right now. Listen, don't spend all your Christian God-given time sitting down watching Netflix series after series. Don't please, I beg you, don't do that. Amen. Get in to the word of God. Get your face in the book. Please get into the word of God. This word has power. This word cannot return void. Amen. This word reads you. You don't read it. It reads you. Amen. This word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Cut and divide both soul and spirit and bone and marrow and is a discerner of the intents of the heart. It knows what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. He cares. This word will encourage this word, will exalt this word, will lift up this word. Will... Listen, this is the word. Please get in your word. Amen. Please get in your word. Get in your word. God wants us to get in the word. So as we go into our word today, I'm going to turn quickly to Genesis. I'm going to go through some man that had to be in isolation. And we've been in isolation for something, what, five, six weeks? Well, I've had to go to work. Amen. But some of us have been in isolation for six weeks, five weeks. I don't even know how long. It's been a long time. Some of us have been in isolation. Amen. But this man had one night. And all it takes is one night. One moment with God can change everything. One moment with God can change everything. Just one moment, one encounter. People need an encounter with God. We need an encounter. One encounter with God can change everything. I'm going back to the same thing. There was a man called Jacob. I want to look at Jacob's life. Jacob was a scoundrel. He went through so much in his life. When I see that he, 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 he scammed his brother, ran away, he got scammed himself, worked for a wife that he loved, didn't get her, worked 14 years to get the woman that he loved, and then had children for how much different, different women. And if you're watching today, there's still hope for you. Amen. Yeah, I mean, God is not saying that's the way to live now. But if you're in that situation, God will forgive and use you for his glory, just like he used Jacob. Even his daughter got raped. His sons killed some other men. Oh, my God, he went through so much. And his sons lied to him that his, one of his sons was dead. And his son was really being prepared to bring the fact. He went through so much. One of his eldest sons slept with one of his women. Oh, my God. When Listen to me. This man's life was a mess. But he was chosen. Oh my God. And you may be saying, my life is a mess. I'm going through so much. My family's a mess. My finances is a mess. How can God use me? God will use you. The bishop, my bishop, who's gone on to glory is to say, God will take your mess and make it into a message. Yes, if God can use a man like that, you know why? Because he was in covenant. And let me tell you something now. Because of a covenant, if God can use a man like that, let me tell you something now. We qualify for the grace of God. Amen. And he come to a time where he's gonna about to meet his brother, and he had swindled his brother, and his brother swore he's like, listen to me, when I see my brother again, I'm gonna wipe him out. But let me tell you something now, he's he's swindled his brother Esau because he gave him some pottage first, and then the next time he dressed up as Esau to get the blessing. And he got the blessing. There's something about the blessing, amen. And this man, even though he was gone through so much, all through his life, we see that all he really wanted was the blessing. Oh my god. When we see from a young child, he said, listen to me, when his brother come in hungry, he said, listen to me, so you a birthright. He was interested in the blessing. He said, let me tell you something now. When his father was about to die, he dressed up as Esau. Why? Because he wanted the blessing. We're about to see he wrestled. Oh my God, let me just go into the world because I don't want to go ahead of myself. But all he really wanted was the blessing. The Bible said the blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow. Turn to Genesis chapter 32. Amen. 
He's about to meet his brother Esau, and his brother Esau's got 400 men with him, and his brother Esau is a warrior, and he doesn't know what he's about to expect. So he's sending over presents, he's sending over camels to go before him because he's trying to appease his brother. He's trying to appease his brother. He's trying to say, oh my God, if I just give him some presents, give him some camels, give him some she goats, give him some goods, maybe he will spare my life. And the Bible says in verse 22 of 21, so he went the present over before him and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up in the night and took his two wives and his two, two, two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jacob. And he took them and he sent them over the brook. And Jacob was left alone. Underline that part there. And there he wrestled while he was alone, when no one is about, nobody with him. And there he wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. That is a long wrestling match. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his fire. And the hollow of Jacob's fire was out of joint as he wrestled. As he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. This man was desperate for the blessing. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince has thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask me thy name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Panau. Amen. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Father, we just want to thank you for your word. Because your word is blessed. We thank you and we praise you for what I'm about to speak. For what you're about to speak through your people. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the people that you're even preparing right now. I thank you for the hearts that are being encouraged. We thank you for the souls that are being changed and the minds that are being transformed, Lord God. And we thank you and we praise you that people's lives <coughs> will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. As we know that Jacob was left there alone. And some of us are in a place of loneliness. And we're in a place where we're on our own. And sometimes when you're on your own, all things can come against your mind. You see, the enemy fights against the mind. The battle is in the mind. And many people are going through certain things and some things are talking, they're thinking about things and they're worrying about things that may not even happen. That's a plan of the enemy. I loose you from every battle that is taking place in your mind, even now, in the name of Jesus. And he was left there alone. And some of us are being left alone. And we're wrestling. We're wrestling with situations. Wrestling with circumstances. Wrestling with bills. Wrestling with what might happen. Wrestling with how much are we going to pay for the food? How are the kids going to survive? What are we going to do with school? What are we going to do college how am I going to survive being furloughed what is going to happen next many people are wrestling but Jacob had sent over his children and his family and he was left alone by himself he said God I'm in a situation right now and I don't know what's about to happen and nobody knows what's about to happen but I want to let you know with God we know what's about to happen God is in control and we are the righteous and the righteous shall be delivered and he wrestled and when he was on his own when there was no distraction and no one about the Bible said that he wrestled and let me tell you something now God will get you in the place of a long time when the kids are the same I'm speaking to you mothers because God is going to use some mothers for 
for his glory. Some of you saying, God, I don't have time. The kids are always by my feet. The kids are always giving me something to do. But let me tell you something now, mothers, that God will use you mothers when those children are asleep and it's the midnight hour. Call upon your God because he hears you. He's hearing the cry of the mothers and you'll get on your own. Fathers, when you're on your own and you're saying, God, I'm not happy with my life. I know that there's more. God will get you in that place of alone time. And it will cause you to wrestle. It will cause you. Let me tell you something now. I've been saved for, since I got baptized in 1999. Amen. And I'm more on fire for God as I was back then as I am now. If that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say. Amen. But I'm on fire for God. And let me tell you something now. I've come to a place where I'm not satisfied where I am. I'm not sent to everybody. I'm sent to people that are hungry for God. People that want to be used by God. And people know that God has a purpose for their life. Those are the people that I'm sent to. The people that know that there's a fire in their belly that cannot be quenched by the things of the world. That cannot be quenched by outside influence. There's a fire in your belly and there's purpose in your heart. And you know that God has called you. I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying to calm down. Calm down, okay? So he's there wrestling with a man. And you may be there wrestling. And sometimes you'll be praying. You're praying for an hour. And you say, no, God is willing you. And you're interceding. And you intercede your brother. Interceding for your church. Interceding for people. And intercession is the highest form of prayer. It's where that time when you forget about your needs. It's time for you to forget about your needs. And focus upon your sister and your brother that is hurting. Don't focus on that one that's about to fall. That doesn't know if they can make it. Your prayer will sustain them and keep them in the kingdom and he wrestled with a man and some of you are wrestling in prayer and you're wrestling and God is causing you to fast he's saying turn down your plate for a season turn it down so you can come close to me because some things can only be done by fasting and by prayer and he's causing you to worship he's causing you to shut the door of the world and he's causing you to worship some of us the place of worship is our bathroom that's the only place we can get peace some of us the only place is our toilet or the cupboard or the kitchen or some of us have to go into the shed but some of us have to go into our car but we have to go somewhere to shut away and wrestle with God and this was a no easy wrestling match I used to love Hulk Hogan back in the day the 24 inch pythons I used to love WWF when I was a kid I used to see Wrestlemania and Royal Rumble but let me tell you something now this was a rumble and Jacob said listen to me I'm not letting you go until you bless me I'm not going to let go of God because I know that God has something for me God did not just save me to come to church and sit down and hear a nice sermon God saved me to deliver someone God saved me and God has called me and you know that God has called you and he will bring you into a place of isolation because he wants you to wrestle with him and he said and God said no it's time to let go it's time to let go because he was fighting all night and the day was breaking and some breakthroughs only come as you're in the nighttime prayer, the midnight prayer, the 3 a.m. prayer, the 5 a.m. prayer. And he said, no, the day's about to break. And Jacob said, no, I'm not letting you go, God, until you bless me. Listen to me, it's all right to ask God to bless you. Some of you are too, some of you are too religious. Amen. To say, oh, I'm okay. No, I want the blessing of God. God, I want you to bless me. You know why? So I can be a blessing. You know why? He knew what God had told his grandfather Abraham. He said, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you a blessing. So he's going on what God has said. So he's going on what God has said. He said, you promised my grandfather Abraham, you're going to bless him and his seed shall be blessed. And in his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. So he's actually taking God at his word. So we must take God at his word. Word. We must wrestle with the word. God, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. God, you said you rebuked the devour for my sake. You said healing is my portion. God, you told me in your life of long life shall you 
under me and satisfy me and show me your salvation. God, you told me he wrestled with the word of God because he knew what was his. And he said, I'm not going to let you go until I get what is mine. And that is the attitude that Christians must take. I'm not going to let you go until I get what's mine, God. It's mine by right, by air. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he wrestled with him. And while he wrestled, he touched the hollow of his fire. And the Bible says, he came out changed. He came out a different man. And he asked him his name. He said his name is Jacob. Now the word Jacob means supplanter, trickster, fraudster. It means all these things that a Christian should not be. Oh my God, it means all these things that a Christian should not be. And I don't care what they're calling you. Sinner, if you're listening, I don't care what they're calling you. Oh, you're a weed smoker. Oh, you're a crack seller. Oh, you're a dope fiend. Oh, I know what you did. I know what kind of woman you are. I know where you've been. They may say all kind of things about you. And listen to me, you may be even a Christian and you've messed up. Let me tell you something now. Who hasn't messed up? Who hasn't messed up? Listen, the grace of God is still extended unto you. Wrestle with God. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what name they call you today God is changing your name God is going to give your name meaning let me tell you something now many of us Christians look at other people and we see them on Facebook and we see them on social media and say I know her I know what he used to do I know what they've done and you get too familiar with people let me tell you something now God will set people apart and say is that her is that him let me tell you something now you see in this season don't underestimate or look down on no one because you don't know what God will do tomorrow in someone's life oh my God you better just let that meditate on you you better just sealer that in Psalms. The Psalm says, sealer, pause and think about that. Let me tell you, don't look down on nobody. Amen. If they're out there doing the will of God and preaching the gospel, listen to me, you're on my side. In fact, I say it again and I'm going to say it again. Preachers, listen to me, flood the airways with the gospel. Flood social media with the gospel. Don't let sinners get away from it. Flood it with the gospel. Coming back to my text, amen. His name was Jacob. His name was Supplanter. His name was Trickster. But God said, no, I'm going to change your name today. You know why? Because you wrestled. And those that saw you before, they're going to say, oh my God, is that Jacob? Is that no? My name's Israel. You know why? Because I'm a prince. I'm calling you as a priest and a king of God. You're a queen. You're a daughter of Zion. I don't care what you've done. You've been forgiven. Jesus at the cross took all your sin. He took all your shame. He took your past. Your past is your past. In fact, it tells me that he's blotted out your sins as a thick cloud that he cannot see them. Listen, your past is your past. You have been changed. You're a woman of God. You're a man of God. Start to see yourself as a man of God. Start to see yourself as a woman of God. And when you you start to see yourself, you start to walk like it and act like it and speak like it in the name of Jesus. You have to start seeing yourself the way God sees you. And he touched him. So he touched him and he started walking different. So you see when the season's over, you're going to start walking different. And the Bible says, I believe he had to walk with his stick. But let me tell you something now, I'm going to interpret it as this. That when you come out of this, God is saying, I've taken away everything. I've taken away everything that you depended upon. I've taken away your entertainment. I've taken away everything that the world deems as important. And he's going to say, listen, I'm going to cause you to walk of me. I'm going to cause you to depend totally upon me. God is looking for Christians 
for preachers, for pastors, for bishops, for prophets, for evangelists, for those who are called, those in the fivefold ministry, those that are not to totally depend upon him. Jacob came out totally dependent upon God. He was in isolation, but he came out with power. He said, I'll make you a prince. You know why? Because you wrestled in this season. God is saying, wrestle with me, contend for the faith. Let me tell you something now. God has something great for you, and it's a time of isolation, but get in your word. Put on your worship. Sometimes you have to create your own atmosphere. You have to create your own atmosphere. It's your house. Create your own atmosphere. Turn off the TV. Put on your worship. Get in your word. Turn off your phone sometime. Amen. He had to get into the atmosphere and he changed his name. Jacob came out changed. He had an experience of God that changed him. God touched him in the place and he remembered that place. He said, I have seen God. He named the place. I've seen God. And many of us, the time of Pentecost is coming up, we're going to see God like we've never seen him before. Many of you know you have a call and God has gifted many of you. Some of you are going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead and cleanse the leper. You're going to do miracles, signs and wonders. You know why? Because you're going to believe his word. You're going to believe the word of God. You know why? Because you're a covenant child and you're going to wrestle for what God has given you. And next man. The next man who came out of power, he came out of isolation with power. Let me go about Moses. Moses was a man and he knew he was called and many of you know that you've been called he knew that he was deliverer but you know the problem was he tried to do it in his time let me tell you something now and he killed a man let me tell you something now go out in God's time because if you go out in your time you end up killing people instead of delivering people and he took him and God had to take him into the wilderness you know why take him into a place of total isolation separated from his people and he went with the prince the king of the prince of Midian and he married his daughter and he became a shepherd boy he became a shepherd boy because God was training him but he said before First, I want you to train sheep, and then I'm going to get you to train my people. So God, as many people in training, and even though he's in isolation, he was in training. And God said, listen to me, I know you're in a place where there's no one about. And he didn't expect God to turn up. But Moses, in the place of isolation, saw one day, one fateful day. This is your fateful day. Say to yourself, this is my day. I'm coming out changed. And he saw a burning bush, but the leaves were not consumed. Let me tell you something now. God is getting to ready to raise up some Christians. They're on fire for God, but the world is not consuming them. They're not consumed with the things of the world and the things of the cares of this life. They're consumed with the Holy Ghost fire of God are you one of them say I am one of them in the name of Jesus and he saw a bush and even though he'd been in isolation for 40 long years God called him and he said I've got a work for you to do I've got a work for you to do listen to what he said where is it Exodus 2 24 it says and God heard they're groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. God said to me, God hears the cry of the people, and he looks for a man. You see, he heard the cry of the people, and he hears the cry of those in isolation. He hears the cry of those that say, God, where are you? God, those that are strung out of drugs, those at this minute about to commit suicide. Suicide is not your portion. We cast out that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We bind and cast out every spirit of suicide. It's not your portion. He looks for those that are strung out, those that are broken, those that have no hope, those in mental hospitals, those in the streets, those in the club, those that have a line of coke right now, those that got crystal meth, 
life in their hands right now. Those of a crack pipe right now. Those that are saying, God, I want to give up. Those who want to slit their wrists right now. And he's looking for those and he hears the cry of the people, but he looks for a man. And if you are in isolation right now, he's looking for you so he can raise you up to deliver those that need deliverance so he can bring the message of the gospel that Jesus Christ is Lord and he came not to call the righteous but sinners to repent. Moses was in isolation and Moses came out with power and Moses gave God every excuse under the sun. But let me tell you something now. He said, listen to me, what have you got in your hands? What have you got in your hands? Some of us are saying we're going here and we're looking for this idea and that idea and this money making scheme and that ministry. I want to go there. I want to do that. And God said, listen to me. I've given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. What is in your hands? Oh my God, he's ministering to me. I've got a book called The Power of Words. Kevin, what is in your hands? Use what you've got in your hands, son. What is in your hands? And with what he had in his hand. God used miracles, signs, and wonders. So God has given you a voice. God has given you a gift of encouragement. God has given you the gift to counsel. God has given you a gift to evangelize. What have you got in your hands? God will listen to me. God has already equipped you with the ministries placed inside of you. I'm going to say that again. I said, God has already equipped you with the ministry he has placed inside of you. Moses came out with power. And anybody God calls, everybody says, I cannot do it. Trust me. This was not my idea. But you know what, God? Oh my God. I surrender in the name of Jesus. But God will equip you. Amen. Joseph. Oh my God. Let's talk about Joseph. Let's talk about the favor of God. And it may not seem that the favor of God is on you. I want to let you know the favor of God is on your life. And when favor is on your life, people may get jealous. People may get angry and upset with you. But let me tell you something now. That's their problem, not yours. And let me tell you something now. God favored Joseph. He called Joseph to be favored. Why? Because there was a plan and a purpose and his brothers got angry, stripped him of his coat and then threw him in a pit, sold him to the Midianites. So it was in the Midianites that were going down, going down to Egypt, sold into Egypt, lied on in Egypt, sold because he was a beautiful boy, beautiful boy, lied on them about rape, thrown in a prison and his time of isolation in prison. First he was in the pit, then he was in Potiphar's house and then he was in prison. And in that time, he must have thought God had forgotten about him. I want to let you know, listen to me, God has not forgotten about you. I know what you're going through. I may not know, but God knows God has not forgotten about you. Let me tell you, sometimes the enemy comes to these things. Oh, God don't love you. The devil is a liar. He loves you and he's got a plan for you. Oh, God has forgotten about me. God, No, he has a plan for you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Thoughts of good and not of evil, to give an expected end. God has a plan for you, and he must have thought that God had forgotten about him. But while he was in prison, and some of us may feel like a prison, we cannot leave our house, we cannot leave the four walls, and sometimes it feels like going crazy because we're locked up in prison. But while he was in prison, he was working the gift. And God has given you a gift. He was working the gift in isolation. And one fateful day, the doors open and said, get ready, get changed. You're going to stand before Pharaoh. Listen to me, see this time of isolation? work your gift. I don't care what the gift is. I don't care if it's business. I don't care if it's drama. I don't care if it's acting. I don't care if it's the arts or culture or science. Young people, work your gift. Some of you are good. Some of you young people, I won't even mention any names. All you do is play computer games. Warcraft and whatever they play and whatever it is. Back then it was Pac-Man. I don't know what they're playing now, but they're playing all kind of games. Oh, Call of Duty and shooting up. And all you do is play on it and you live on it. What's the other one? Fortnite. And you live on it. You live on it. Listen to me. If you live on it, make money off it. If you're going to do that all your life, if that's what you enjoy doing, at least make money off it. 
Don't just stay there all day and be broke and just play a game. What I'm saying, work the gift. God has given many of you a gift. The pastor has um, Betty, Betty, Body, butter, scrub. I hope I said it right. But work the gift, amen. Our sister Charm, she makes cushions. Work the gift. There's so many talent in the kingdom of God. Some of you can do hair. Some of you can cook food. Some of you can jerk chicken. Hallelujah. But work the gift, man. You have a gift. Some of us were in isolation and we're doing nothing. We're complaining. Say, God is not listening and God is not hearing me. And God is looking on heaven and saying, use what I've given you. Use what I've given you. Work the gift work the gift because when Joseph came out of isolation he said listen Pharaoh it's not me that's going to give you an answer it's God that's going to give you an answer and he flowed in his gift and you know what they said can we find a man who is so wise and intelligent as this and making you second in command isolation is preparation mm -hmm. Elijah was isolated he went to add a brook of cherub and he had to stay there until the brook dried up and it may have dried up in your workplace it may have dried up where you are but he sent him to a widow and he said I'm sending someone to sustain you let me tell you something now even in this season God will sustain you in the name of Jesus but when isolation finished he said it's time to show yourself to Ahab and let me tell you something now when he showed himself to the man listen to the wicked king he said 850 prophets versus me and God let me tell you something now it's a done deal and he came out of power and he brought a revival I believe God is preparing some people for revival in this hour. God is preparing some people that are going to speak and nations will listen. He's going to speak and young people will come to God. He's going to speak and prisoners will be loose in the name of Jesus. God is getting ready. Jesus went into isolation before he started his ministry. And he went into isolation before he was about to do what he came to do. He was in the garden to get me, and he cried out to God with great drops of blood and some of us are crying out to God, praying like never before and he prayed until sweats of blood and it's been scientifically proven when they pray like that this, the vessels are blessing his like he's praying with intensity because he's pouring out his heart for the sins of the world and he's saying God help me to do your will and some of us are praying God I want to do your will and not mine and he went to the cross he went for the season of isolation which is preparation for dying for the world for dying for your sin the good news is this you I don't have to do you don't have to do anything Jesus already done it all you need to do is repent and put your trust in Jesus the gospel is real Jesus Christ is Lord and is coming again soon and everything that you see in this world is culminating in one thing that the book is coming to pass it's right in front of your face what are you gonna do with this man Christ Jesus don't be like them that said crucify him no accept him today put your trust in Jesus and if you're a Christian and you are far away from God or you're lukewarm and you become cold for the things of God and callous for the gospel and you're far away and you don't want to do what God has called you to do come back to him today and get on fire with God get in the church that is doing the will of God plant it and do the will of God do what he's called you to do don't be indifferent to the work of God because that is the only work you're going to get really paid for some of us will do anything for the work listen to me this is the work that I'm going to get paid for this is the work you're going to get paid for, so do what God has called you to do. And Jesus was resurrected on the third day for me and for you. But I want to let you know about another group of people, and I'm coming down. He said, in 40 days, and this is the time they're in. And Jesus went back and he showed them 40, he showed them days, and he gave to them expounding the word. 
and shown them out of the word where he was. Listen to me, he walked in them for three and a half years and then he went through the scriptures, showing them in the scriptures who he was. It's one thing to walk with Jesus for three and a half years, but it's another thing to have him revealed through the word of God. And he want to make sure that he revealed to his disciples through the word of God, showing them every point from Genesis to the prophets, who he was, where he was. Because this book is about one man, it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And the disciples went into an upper room, 120 of them, and they went into isolation and they said, we're going to pray. I don't know what's going to happen, but there's a promise. I don't want to let you know there's a promise from God. God has a promise from you and God has not forgotten you. I don't care if you're not married yet. I don't care if you're 40 or you're 50. I don't care if you're 65. You know what God is doing? He's preparing you, baby. He's preparing you and he's keeping you. Because let me tell you something now. Boaz is coming and he's coming over the field just for you. Let me tell you something now. He's preparing your women. He's preparing your men. He's preparing the single men. He's preparing our teenagers. Teenagers, God is able to keep you from falling. He will keep you. And the disciples came together, 120 of them, and they shut the door. They went up. God is taking Christians up in the season. This is the season not to go down, but to go up. Jesus, he took his disciples and they closed the door. And day one, nothing happened, but they're in isolation. They said it's locked down. We're locked up and we're locked down, but we're locked up with Jesus. Day two, nothing happened. I believe they may be squabbling. Matthew and Thaddeus may be saying, listen to me, you're praying too loud. But listen to me, they kept praying. And day four came and they're still praying. Nothing happened. And let me tell you something now, John and Paul, John and Mark may have been arguing with each other saying, listen to me, man. I don't know why you're sleeping. Wake up. But day five came and nothing happened. Day six came and day eight came. But on the day 10, I believe... The tenth day, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, I believe they came together in one accord. And God is trying to get his church together on one accord. When they all come to the place, we're saying, let's pray now. Listen to me, we're coming together now. We're coming together because we want to see something on the day of Pentecost. When it was fully come, when they were locked up, the Bible says the Holy Ghost came like a mighty rushing wind. And he filled the house. And God wants to fill your house, fill your family, fill your husband, fill your wife, fill your children. The day of Pentecost came. And the Bible says they were all filled. You see, God doesn't want to leave no one out in this season. He doesn't want to leave no one out. He wants to fill everybody. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and power. And they spake the word of boldness. They spake in new tongues. You know why? Because God wants to get the gospel out. And this is the season where God wants to get the gospel out, church. He wants to get the good news out, church. He wants to get the good news out. Isolation. It's preparation. They went in weak, but they came out with power. And you might have gone in, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> you might have gone in a season weak. You might have gone in a season unprepared. You might have gone in a season scared. You might have gone in a season not knowing what to do, not knowing what's going to happen. Oh, I've been furloughed. How am I going to make money? How am I going to survive? You may have gone into the season not knowing what is going to take place. But let me tell you something now. They went in scared. They went in weak, but they came out with power. I want to decree and I would declare, Christian, you are coming out with power in the name of Jesus. You're coming out changed because isolation is preparation. I don't care what you are going through. God loves you. And he can take the weak things. He takes the base things. The things that are not to confound the things that are. Use this time wisely. I believe there's some disciples and he's saying, can God use me? Yes, he can use you and he will use you. He's going to use you for his glory. Listen to me. You are the one that God is going to use in a family. 
You are the one that's going to make your family name great. You're the one that is set apart for a season. He said, I will take one of a family. And he says to me, he's using you. And he's preparing you. And your family may be laughing at you. Saying, oh, you're serving Jesus. Oh, you're serving Jesus. What has Jesus done for you? Then Janet Jackson said, but what has he done for you lately? Let me tell you something now. He's woke me up this morning. I'm in the land of the living. And I'm in my right mind. God wants to use you for his glory. Isolation. It's preparation. So I'm going to give you some points in this time of isolation. If you don't have to go to work, bless the Lord for you because I still do. But if you don't have to go to work and you know when you're in isolation, get up. Start the day with God. Listen to his voice. The Bible said, my sheep know my voice. You know his voice. Stop saying, oh, no, no, no. You do know his voice. You know, I tell my kids, listen, God speaks to everyone. But like Samuel, many people are just not sure it's God. You see, Samuel thought it was Eli. He thought it was someone else. Many people think it's someone else. No, it's God. So when Eli perceived it was him, he said, no, no, go back. And when he speaks, say, speak, Lord, because I serve and heareth. You see, when you get ready to hear God speak, make up in your mind that you're willing to obey. I'm going to say that again. When you get ready to hear God speak, make up in your mind that you're going to be willing to obey. Because many people have God speak to them and then they don't want to obey what he tells them. God is saying, give 10 grand and bless the ministry. Wow. You still watching? I hope so. But God is saying, sow this, sow that. And he said, oh, 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 that wasn't the voice of God. God speak to me. And God ain't changing what he's saying. God will speak to you. Listen to me. When God gets ready to speak, it's not always the way you listen to me. God will speak some things that are like, are, are you, are you, Why? But God is speaking. God will tune you into his voice in this season. Get ready. Just like a radio, tune into God. And just like all things are parallel, now we have DAB where you have crisp sound. Listen to me. Listen to me. We have DAB in heaven and earth where we can have crisp sound. Where God is saying, you're going to hear me clearly. You're going to hear me speak clearly. You're going to hear your instructions clearly. You're going to hear and know the next move of God clearly. You're going to hear the next direction. Why? Because the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. He's going to speak to you through his spirit. The inward witness is going to lead you because as many are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Get ready to be led by the spirit of God in this season. In this season, we have to be so in tune with God. Where to go, where not to go. We have to be so in tune with God. Because God has kept us and he's preserving us. You know why? Because isolation is preparation. Start with your word. Get into the Bible. Get into your word. If people are blowing up your phone, turn off the mobile app. Turn it off. And get into the word. Have seasons of worship. Because worship usher in his presence. When you worship God, you start to heal from God. Amen. Because God dwells in the presence of praise. He dwells in the atmosphere of praise. Get into his presence. Get in, listen to his voice. Get into his word. Worship him. Praise him. Amen. And make up your mind to obey God. Make up your mind to obey God. Because he said, if you be willing and obedient in this season, you shall eat the good of the land. God wants to order your steps. We're living in a time that we've never seen before. Nothing like this. And it's so strange. It's not just a continent or a nation. It's the world. And it may look like the devil has come in like a flood. But let me tell you something now. The spirit of the Lord is about to lift up a standard against him. 
And the Spirit of the Lord is about to commission some people in this season. The Spirit of the Lord is about to open up the mouth and touch the life of some people. Let me tell you something. My desire, the bishop and the pastor's desire, the leadership's desire is to see people do the will of God. So when I see people just indifferent about the things of God, it grates me because I know there's greatness in the lives of believers. Don't take God's will for granted. Don't take the season for granted. Isolation is preparation. God is preparing you. And if you don't know Jesus, he's preparing you for his return. If you don't know Jesus, and there's some people, you're still raving. Well, you're not raving at the moment because there ain't no raves going on right now. Amen. Nothing going on. Amen. But when you did rave, you think about God and say, God, I know you're calling me. And you're in there and you say, God, I know you're real. And some of you are still blazing your zoo. If I don't know if they call it zoo anymore. I got saved last century, so I don't know what they call it now. And some of you are still smoking your weed. You know weed. You're smoking your marijuana. You're doing your thing. You're still playing. You still have how oh oh much girl and how oh much girls. In fact, you ain't got no girls because no girls ain't stopping for no one to talk to no one. It's two meters. No, they ain't doing it no more. Amen. So but you're still out there doing all kind of foolishness. But God is calling you. He's calling you. He's saying, listen, I'm calling you. I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you're far from God in the moment, he's knocking at the door of your heart. Everything that you see right now is calling God. He's saying, God, I'm knocking. Everything you're seeing is God calling you and saying, listen to me, it's time to come. Please come. Father Joker side is calling you. And you're in isolation and there's nothing else to do and you know and you're giving God all kind of excuses and saying, God, I'm not ready yet. That song is so played out. Now is the time to be ready because now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. And God is saying, I'm calling you. Come, call, come all you the labor and ever laden and I will give you rest for your soul. Some of you have been laboring and God is saying, come. And some of you are back soon and he's saying, oh, you know what? I've been through in church. Who hasn't been through in church? You will go through with great tribulation. You will enter into the kingdom of heaven. I'm not down playing what you went through but God is saying come come to me come come and taste and see that the Lord is good he's calling you in this time of isolation he's opening your ears to say now is the time if you are still alive that means you still have a hope his mercy is extended of all you have done God is saying I've forgiven you my son went for isolation he went through rejection he went through the shame he went through all of those for you for you, no other man done it, but Jesus done it for you. He went through the hard times. He went through it and he said, I'm called you. There's a purpose in your life. Don't go to the grave without fulfilling your purpose. There is purpose and assignment for you. So come to him. If you don't know him, let me tell you something. Now is the time to know him. I used to do all kind of things. I wasn't born of this color. I used to do, I grew up in South London. I used to do all kind of things. But when God called me and I struggled with the call, but I knew he was calling me and I knew I couldn't get away and I just said I had to surrender and it took me some time and some of you are in that stage you're in that in-between stage where you know God is calling you but you're still fighting I break that fight I break that challenge off your life and I loose you into the things of God come home today come home today you're in isolation come home today the situation is telling you that Jesus is coming again. Matthew 24 talks about pestilence in diverse places, earthquakes, men's hearts failing them for fear. There are people they don't know what to do. Men's hearts failing them for fear. I'm hearing leaders of countries saying it's time to pray. It's time to fast. When leaders and ungodly leaders say it's time to pray, let me tell you something now. You know it's time to pray. It's time to seek the face of the Lord because they recognize there is a higher power and his name is Jesus. Amen. There's no name given in heaven that a man might be saved except through the name of Jesus. For the next song of God, just a bit lower. So I'm giving you this time 
to say, listen to me, I'm going through isolation. Jesus saves. Jesus is still saving souls today, just a bit higher. Jesus is still saving souls today and he's still knocking at the door of your heart today. And I'll take my time with this because I came to God with crying. Listen to me, out there, I never used to cry. Cry, you're crazy. If you cry where I grew up, you're getting robbed. But when Jesus came into my heart, he broke down every resistance and I cried like a baby. I cried like a baby because his presence was washing me. And I said, I know that I need his presence. And some of you, there's some of you that are watching, you're not even doing anything. You're not doing no badness, you're not doing no madness. You're just not saved. And God is saying, come, come. What is stopping you? Come, come. He's saying, wherever you are, come. I love you and I have a plan for your life. Some of you started the race, but you fell back. And God is saying, listen to me, come. Like the prodigal son, come back home. He spent all he had and he went into a time of isolation. It was just him and the pigs and the pig food. And in that time of isolation, he came to himself and he said, let me arise and go to my father's house. And he arose and he returned back. And his father's arms were wide open, looking for him, saying, son, I've been waiting for you. Son, daughter is waiting for you. I don't care what drugs you're strung out on. I don't care what you've done. I don't care who looks down on you. God doesn't look down on you. It's time to come. Come home. This is the message. Please, come home. Backslider, come home. Those are far from God, come home. There are some people saying, is it Jesus? Is it Muhammad? Is it Muhammad? They're saying, Jesus, if it's real, show yourself to me. Listen to me. That's the prayer to pray. And those of you asking God to reveal himself to you, Jesus is revealing himself to you right now. God, give them dreams. Give them visions. Speak to them, God. Speak to them. If you're ready to give your heart to Jesus, because he saves. He saved me, and he saved many others. And I was a wretch. I was a wretch. And many of us were wretches. But Jesus saved us. It's to be alone, God. So if you're ready, just come to him. And say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I repent of every sin that I've committed. Forgive me and wash me in the blood of your son, Jesus. Come into my heart and make me a new creature. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life and use me for your glory. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the grace to live a godly Christian life. Father, I thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name. He still saves today. He still sets people free today. And he loves you and he has a plan for your life. Isolation is preparation. You're coming out with power. You're coming out changed. Pastors, bishops, leaders, prepare yourself. I said it before, prepare yourself. Just a bit lower, woman of God. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Because God is about to tell some of us to cast a knit on the right side. And let me tell you something now. God is about to give us leaders and instruction. And there's a whole lot of fishes that are about to come in. 
that we're going to need help dragging them into the boat. I said, pastors and leaders, bishops and apostles, prepare yourself because there's a hole coming in and he's about to give an instruction to cast your net on the right side and you're going to need help from other boats to say, come in with the flock, come in because the too much fishes, the fishes are coming. Pastors, leaders, prepare yourself because they're coming. They're coming and they're coming hungry. They're coming chains and they're coming. They're not coming for no pity party. They're not coming to patty cake God. They're not coming to party with Jesus. They're coming because they want Jesus. They're coming because they've done all kinds of crazy stuff and they're coming because they want God. So pastors, leaders, bishops, apostles, prepare yourself. Prophets, prepare yourself. They're coming in. They're coming in. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. That was the word of God today. That was the word of God today. Jesus is coming again soon. Isolation is preparation. You are coming out with power. You are coming out changed. I pray that you are blessed this morning. I pray that God imparted to you strength and encouragement, exhortation and comfort and edification. I pray that you are stirred up. I pray that you receive the prophetic word that's going out over your life, that he's preparing you and he's calling some of you out from under the rock, from under the dark places in preparing you. Thank you for tuning in to the Power of Words, the Winner's Mentality. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. Check out our website, kevintreasure.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You are born to win.